Well, happy holidays, everyone. It's that time of year where people are staying in, they're roasting their chestnuts on an open fire, or they're putting on a fake, you know, stream of a fireplace on your television to pretend you're warm. It doesn't matter. The point is, a lot of people are going to be home in the next couple of days, and with that, you can catch up on some streaming television or whatever. Percy Jackson's out. Maestro came out. And you know what else came out, folks? Well, it was this little movie that didn't get a huge push. Some people were talking about it. Some very vocal fans were talking about it. But the important thing is, it's now out for you to watch on streaming. I did not get a chance to see this movie in theaters. I don't think it was playing around me. They did have a little bit of a theater push which sucks because I would have preferred to watch this in a cinema. It's Rebel Moon time, everybody. <laughs> uh, it's Rebel Moon time. Rebel Moon, part one, A Child of Fire. I believe that's the subtitle or whatever. I couldn't be bothered to look it up. It's Rebel Moon time. We have to talk about it. I have a lot of movies I need to talk about still. I still got to do my Iron Claw stuff. I got to talk about The Color Purple and Ferrari and anyone but you. But I figured, let's start with the one I'm least excited for. And then, I don't know, we could never talk about it again. Zack Snyder is back. The man made DC into what it is today, which is a shambling mess that's literally being rebooted because the whole company is going to tank. And he signed on with a deal with Netflix after that. He was no longer working with Warner Brothers. Netflix was still in that era where they were like, we need content. We need guys. You know, we're still kind of pre-pandemic. We're, we're slowly getting there. So Snyder, you have free reign to do the thing that you did for Warner Brothers that got your fans very vocal and very interested. You could come over here and do that for us. And so far, we've seen some of that being being told there. We had Army of the Dead. Is that what it's called? I don't remember. What if Dave Batista fought zombies? Which, yeah, you know what? I can't hate that for being a thing. I get it, you know? It got a prequel called Army of Thieves or something. Nobody watched it. Army of the Dead was also that year's Oscar pick for like most watched, most popular, popular movie or something because a bunch of bots hacked into the Oscar voting thing and made all of the Snyder stuff like whatever. It doesn't matter. He made a zombie movie. He started his career making zombie movies with James Gunn and now James Gunn is doing the thing he did for DC. That's really interesting to think about, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I could talk about that a lot more excitedly and I'm not even that excited for that. But here we are, folks. Zack Snyder made a zombie movie at Netflix, and now they're like, we loved working with you. Do you have something else you want to make? He's, he talks about this before, when, you know, the Star Wars renaissance was kind of in its heyday. He pitched doing a Star Wars movie that would have been like, what if we just did Seven Samurai and, like, we took all the Kurosawa influences that George Lucas clearly had, and we made that in Star Wars, instead of, like, subtlety towards adapting that story what if we just did it you know what if what would happen if we just did it they're like well that's fine for you i guess snyder but we don't want to make that but if you just you know spray coat it with a new layer of paint you know here's like a new layer and you hide some of the stormtrooper costumes with ugly muddy costumes and you change some names so it's not called star it's not called you know skywalker anymore it's like the scar giver you know then maybe, just maybe, you can get the next big franchise for Netflix. And that's what we're doing here. A lot of preamble just to say, 
Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, is a new movie on Netflix from Zack Snyder with the thinnest veil possible to show you it's not Star Wars or ripping on Kurosawa. God, what a movie. I dislike this immensely. I think it is... what. Not only is it one of my least favorite films to come out in this year, I think this is one of Zack Snyder's weakest performances. Now, I say this from as somebody who would never give any of Snyder's movie anything better than like a C-. The guy has a visual style that is fine. I think that visual style works for people who think this is what like auteur filmmaking is, and that's fine. I have nothing but respect for Snyder. The guy has been through hell, and he deserves the best, and I want him to keep making movies. He likes having a good time. They're jokingly saying maybe he should make a Fortnite movie. He's the perfect guy to make a Fortnite movie. No story, no substance, just people that look interesting. He should do that, you know, because he's clearly good at that. Because when he thinks he has a story worth telling and has, like, some interesting, like, serious take on a riff or whatever the hell... He's not good at it. He didn't understand Watchmen, which I get it. You know, it's hard to do if you're one of those guys. You didn't get Superman. I get it. It's hard to do if you can't see past that. But doing a Star Wars Kurosawa riff, I think you could understand that if you're Snyder. You clearly see this guy as an influence, both Lucas and Kurosawa. So I see you fundamentally understanding how to tell that story. I think you are an interesting choice to tell that story. Not my pick. Like, if we were to say, what if we did another Magnificent Seven? My choice is not going to be Zack Snyder. It just wouldn't. But if you're playing in Star Wars, I mean, there's cool enough designs where I think he could do it. So I guess go for it. But this is a hollow bore with nothing to say. No originality put into it. Unbearable dialogue, unbearable characters, edited to hell. And that's its own problem. And we don't have to spend too much time on this. Snyder hasn't like disowned this kind of the movie, but he's been doing press, and some of the producers have been doing press, and the screenwriter too has been doing press. And you hear people like, Well, we wanted to make this R-rated. We kind of shot it to be R-rated and to be like three and a half hours or whatever, but that's not gonna play on Netflix. And I'm like, what do you mean that's not gonna play on Netflix? I do not understand that part of the dialogue for it because you have a platform that doesn't need ad breaks. You have a platform that can be long scripted content. Are you telling me Netflix wouldn't want three and a half hours? That makes no sense to me. That makes no sense. Unbearably stupid. So now it's opening up a new dialogue of like, well, Snyder's cut's not truly the vision that was released. We could be getting like the director's cut where it's longer and bloodier. And I I can't go through that again. I can't go through that again. You're not going to hear me talk about in however long it takes to make that. I'm not talking about that when it comes out. I'll talk about this cut. Absolutely dreadful. Edited to hell. There are so many bad edits in this movie. You do not get a, a certain depth of field at any point. We change the camera angle so much you cannot tell where somebody's standing in a room. It looks unbearable and annoying and it is not flowing well. And Snyder's been doing this thing that he did with Army of the Dead where the camera moves out of focus so much. It is so jarring and annoying. My goodness, I know you're using some more practical sets. I know you are. Why can't we have things in focus every single time? I don't understand why you're doing this. It looks terrible when things like hover on the sides where they're blurred out and like only the thing in the center is in focus and everything else just looks faded and bad. It does not make you artistic or genius. It just shows me you know how to put autofocus on like I do on this. This is autofocused. 
this isn't what a cinematic movie should look like. It's ridiculous. Unbearably ridiculous. I can't keep doing it. And he's talking about the references to Seven Samurai, to Star Wars. You're just making it again. Like, there is less of, like, an homage or pastiche and just more like we're literally taking scene for scene things that happen in the Kurosawa movie, things that happen in the Lucas movie, concepts of the Lucas movie. What if this was this way? What if these people were the bad guys that did this thing that we've seen done literally before? And this is where I'm like, I know Snyder can't have an original idea. And if he's just doing a shot-for-shot remake of Seven Samurai, there's something to say there. His style could work for that. But maybe we don't want to remake that movie because it's about the substance in it and it's about the tone. And those are two things that Snyder cannot focus on or cannot comprehend. He is not good with substance. He's a self-serious guy who doesn't know how to make a joke. Every character talks like they're depressed and moody and have like the most serious thing in the world to say. He's not good with that. And the tone is look at the lights, look at the colors, just look at how cool this looks. It doesn't look cool. On a basic production design, none of the aesthetic is that pleasing. There are some interesting character designs that are ripping on other character designs from creatures you've seen before. Big Spider Lady. Interesting, I guess, weird horse thing. I've seen that before. It is not doing anything truly creative, even in like the design of the characters. We have knockoff lightsaber stuff, which I'm like, I get it, dude. You want to do a Star Wars. That's great. Maybe don't make the aesthetic like a grungy Star Wars, because then people are just going to compare it to that. If you want to make something solely original, which I know you can't do, but if you could attempt it, don't use the things that people see as visual cues to the other thing you're ripping on. That doesn't make you special. That doesn't make you like an homage artist where you're like a student of George Lucas. It makes you look like you cannot have a thought. And I know you can't because I've seen all of your movies. You like things to look cool. You're not good at the deeper meaning stuff. And whatever. I could get I could care less about that. I know what I'm in for at this point. I'm not going into this excited about the actual project of the movie. I'm watching this because I have to do it for this. Because like it's something I know I can talk about and be someone to criticize it. I'm not a Snyder loyalist. I love him to death. I think he deserves the world. And I don't like any of his movies, which is so insane. But you're not even doing a good job of doing the Seven Samurai thing. We we get all of the characters pretty quick. And it kind of evens out that there's going to be seven at the end, which is ridiculous how that happens. Where, okay, we get the first two people. They live on a village. The Imperials show up. And the, the guy's name, the villain's name is Atticus Noble to show you like he's classy. I'm like, Noble, really? Like, that's the name you're going for? It's like, whatever. Snyder, come on, man. Like, come on. That's not clever. And maybe it wasn't even you that came up with that idea, but whatever. So they want the farmer's land. So, like, you know, Sophia Butella's character has to go on a quest to gather, like, soldiers that can help him defend the land and train the villagers to fight off the evil people. Hey, Magnificent Seven much, Seven Samurai much. Like, dude, I get it. Then we meet all of the crew, who I guess are going to get flushed out in the sequel, according to Digimon Hansu. Whatever, man whatever because this makes no sense we have Sophia Butella then we have the farmer then we get Charlie Hunnam who his voice doesn't change the entire time he's like playing the character like one note a guy who kind of talks pretty high like this and his voice gets high at the end of every sentence you know like that family guy bit it's ridiculous then we meet 
another guy who's been enslaved. He's been enslaved because he was going against the imperial government. And then the person who owns him is like, I will clear his debts if he can tame the griffin. And I'm like, but he doesn't get to keep the griffin. Like, why did you just have him tame the griffin before and still keep him? I don't understand that. So then we get a sequence where this guy dressed like Tarzan tames a griffin. It looks cool. Doesn't mean anything. So we get that. Then we instantly cut to uh, a witch with swords who kills a spider creature. And we get her without even meeting the introduction to her. Does not matter. She's part of the crew now. And then we have to get Ray Fisher and Cleopatra Coleman to work with us or something. Am I missing one? Who cares? Who cares? Blood Axe is the name of Fisher's character. And sure, I mean, you're doing something fine there. And then here's the, here's the kicker about this whole movie. They don't actually go back to the village. Oh, Digimon Hansu. I forgot about him. He's General Titus. We have to get him because he's like a drunk in like a gladiatorial pit. I don't know. It's really weird. And so we have our crew... And then we don't even go back to the village to fight, like, the evil that's coming. We fight them on the dock because Charlie Hunnam sells them off. And then we get... we It's like a two-hour movie. We get to the one-hour and 40-minute mark. The big action sequence shows up. So this entire movie is setting up to this action sequence that is colored poorly, looks really bad. The lasers are so lame. Everything's in slow motion. It's really dumb and then the movie ends with the heroes going back to the village like i guess we could i don't know prepare for a sequel ridiculous utterly ridiculous terrible pacing it is edited to shit and that is the biggest problem with this movie i don't care if you can't tell me like where a character is sitting in a room because we're moving the camera so much i can get by that but you just keep editing every sequence where nothing makes sense and none of these characters feel like they're talking to each other that they know each other that any of this matters none of this feels like it matters and that sucks and look the like they're villains and they're evil and they're just you know stormtroopers and general piet and all that shit it's just that Right down to ugly, mucky stormtrooper costumes that look like shit. It doesn't look interesting. You could tell they're bad guys because they're going to rape an innocent woman. I'm like, yeah, I got that because they're dressed like Nazis. Like, I don't understand why you had to have that grotesque scene in here for your PG-13 cut of this movie. Ridiculous. I do not understand that. And then sporadically throughout the picture, we'll have sequences that set up the universe where it's like, here's the history of this robot and like this princess that had power to her. And then, like, here's the king of this planet that we're going to kill to go against that. And here's, like, some weird magic that we can use on, like, this frozen lake to resurrect a guy. It's ridiculous. It's so uninteresting. And I I remember the screenwriter saying, like, give us a couple movies and we're going to make this your favorite franchise ever. It is my favorite franchise ever because I've seen Star Wars and I like Star Wars a lot. I like Kurosawa movies. I really like Seven Samurai. I like that movie. You taking those two things and putting them together does not make you more special than those two things or equal to those two things. It actually makes you lesser than two because it shows that you don't know anything other than the literal cues that are happening on screen. It's the problem with the Watchmen adaptation that Snyder did. He is literally making a panel for panel remake of that movie, but you're missing the core message behind it. You're missing that this is not to be taken seriously, that these people are insane and sadistic. We're not supposed to think they're cool. We're not supposed to think they're exciting. It's the same thing with this. It's not cool that they have to defend this village. It's disgusting and it's perverted. And we shouldn't be like glorifying these heroes or anything. It's just really stupid and lame. And it wants to be Star Wars. It won't be. But 
they're making a video game, they're making a comic book, they're making an animated series. The sequel comes out in April, and I can't imagine anybody walking out of this movie thinking, what I need is more of this feeling, is looking at this and experiencing something joyful and interesting and creative, because there is none of that. There is none of that on display here. The acting is fine, if you can call it that. The script is abysmal, and everything looks bad. It's not even like a visually cool world. You have seen better visuals in movies that came out this year, like Guardians of the Galaxy or The Creator, which aren't the same type of movie, but they just look more interesting. Even something like The Creator, which is a movie I like, and it's also ripping on like the war story, it has a better use of like a camera and it moves more interestingly and the pace actually feels like it's a character journey as opposed to this lady who realizes she has to defend herself. It's bizarre. And she's got some big rich history to the world. It literally means nothing to anybody. It's stupid. It's dumb. I just wish it was better. But I'm like, I, I know better now at this point. I know what we're getting into when we're doing a Snyder movie. So why should I pretend like I know better in it it's ridiculous and dumb and rebel moon actually is bad in every capacity and that sucks to say i would love to sit here for once and tell you snyder has figured it out and he hasn't he hasn't you know i don't think he's gonna bankrupt a company like he almost did a foreign prize with like his stupid fans ruining the world i just can't see this being anything other than talked about for a week and everyone thinking this is netflix's universe but it's not netflix cannot have a universe that stands on its own the problem is these shows just become forgotten every day they have the witcher you'd think the witcher would be like their big project but it hasn't been talked about like it came out very recently a season of the witcher came out very recently and nobody is talking about it. They want to turn the Adams Family into a cinematic universe. Just make an Adams Family TV show then. It is ridiculous that Netflix thinks they could keep doing this. And I'm all for you giving money to auteurs to make their auteur movie. David Fincher had a good one. Bradley Cooper had a good one this year. Like, if you want to do the same thing for Zack Snyder, quit expecting him to make a universe for you and just let him rip on Star Wars. Like, this could have been... Like, an homage to Seven Samurai if we didn't have to expand the world and we let him do a three-hour cut. But what instead you got was something so bland and basic and trivial and lame and a bore and it gives you a headache and you're not going to have fun and you you can barely see anything in focus. You get absolute dreck and garbage and it's not worth your time. It's not worth your time. And that's the that's the biggest problem with this is that you're not learning anything new, you're not taking away anything. The visuals aren't cool. They're slow-mo, but hell, play a video game, you know? Starfield looks better than this, and I, I that looked really bad to me. I've never played it, I don't play video games, but, you know, like, ugh. Snyder, I love you. You have had the world fall apart for you more than once, and that sucks, and you deserve everything, and I want you to keep making movies. I'd also just like you to make a good one. Maybe once. So, Rebel Moon, part one, a child of fire. Who's the child of fire? I don't know. Because she was... I don't care. It, what we, it, it doesn't matter. Three out of ten. A three out of ten. 
Now, thank you all for watching this review. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And of course, I will catch you in the next one. And hey, stay tuned till April when we talk about part two, because I will talk about it. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck.